Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group's Thursday Night Alcoholics and God Speaker Step Series. Let's have our joke now. Hello. Hi, I'm Trey, and I'm an alcoholic. Hey, I'm going to politely remind everyone that this is from A Rabbit Walks Into a Bar, which is AA-approved literature. Oh. You'll understand why in just a moment. <laughs> heard at meetings in quotes a meeting is like an orgy when it's over you feel better but you're not sure who to thank <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the right place I'm a recovered alcoholic my name is Jay thank you guys for joining us tonight in a minute we're going to start our two minute meditation so please take a moment to get situated Please turn off all devices that make noise that will distract others. Take this time to get connected to God. Let the craziness of the day drift away and ask God to help you stay focused on the step study tonight. So if everybody is ready, we can start our meditation.
Now, if you guys want to repeat after me, join me in the fog light prayer. It's up on the screen there. God, let your love shine through me, so those who are lost, sick, and dying can find your love through me. There is a solution from the big book, page 17. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. And I have asked Gina to read Appendix 2, Spiritual Experience. We read this because the main purpose of the 12 steps is to have one, so it's kind of important to know what one is. Welcome, Gina. everybody. My name is Gina. I am an alcoholic. The term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God-consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what we are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety, because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Many of us think that this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our most, our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that an, any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need no one need have difficulty with the spiritual spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer. No. Please refrain from disturbing others by talking or constantly getting up and sitting back down. This is a tech-free meeting, so set your phones to airplane mode or meeting mode or just turn them off. 
And we have Paulette for her ninth session. So I give you Paulette. I was just relaxing, take it easy and soaking up people who came before me to do the service. And, uh, and then he called my name. I don't do sessions. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm one of you. I'm a patient. <laughs> Still one of you. Always will be. Thank you. Very grateful tonight and humbled. Uh, I just want to say something before I get into the ninth step that we will be talking about tonight. Um, for those of you who I've met since I have been doing service here at Alcoholics and God, that I have just met, or some who I have reconnected that I haven't seen over the years. I just want, um, I just want to say thank you. Um, thank you for sharing with me your journey, what's going on with you. It means so much to me. It has given me a sense of purpose, infused my life, and get me out of self. And I so appreciate that loving way in which you, some, you, you share your experience, strength, and hope with me. And I just want to take this moment to say thank you. It's well received. Um, a little bit on the, the uh, low side tonight, but this too shall pass. Um, so I'd like to start tonight um, by doing what I always do. Um, Ask the God of my understanding to be a part of this tonight. Because of myself, I am nothing. Father, do it the work. I will be talking about God. God as I understand God. It's a beautiful thing about Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, it has given me the freedom to find a God of my own understanding. Um, so um, if you're here tonight and you're having a trouble um, with the God concept, I beg of you, please do not be discouraged. Please keep an open mind. I will be sharing my experiences, strength, and hope with you. And the God of my understanding is my own concept of a higher power. And so um, Alcoholics Anonymous is not a religious program. It's the, it's the spirituality of it, a way of life for me. If you will, this step talks more about the design for living. And so, um, please keep an open mind, okay? Um, and see what maybe something that will be um, coming out of my mouth will help you and move you closer to wherever your, your higher power would like you to be. So, I am going to be doing my prayer tonight. I, and, I, and it's called a set-aside prayer. And um, it's a prayer that was given to me by my sponsor, Dorothy Harris, before she, was, before she passed away. And I, I so love it because it helps me to center me and remind me why I'm here. To be of service, maximum service to God as I understand God and to you, myself last. And the set-aside prayer goes like this, dear fellow travelers. Dear God... Please set aside everything I think I know about myself. This book, my disease, these steps, and especially everything I know about you, dear God. 
so that I may have an open mind and a new experience with all these things. Please help me to see the truth. Thank you. I am an alcoholic, and I am a member of the One Day at a Time group of Alcoholics Anonymous that meets in Miramar every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. I am sponsored, and I sponsor. To me, that is the difference between working and work. I do have a sober date, and my sober date is January 28, 1995, and my name is Paulette. Hello, fellow travelers. Grateful to be here tonight. Tonight we are on the, um, the ninth step, and you know what I do when I start the steps. I got to read it exactly the way it was written, because I have this tendency to stick words in the, uh, where it doesn't belong. And con myself in believing that if I put a word there, uh, it will make me do what I need to do a lot more faster and better. That's all BS. Um, Step nine says, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step nine. Um, Last week we did um, eight, and eight and nine goes together, but since this is a step study, I I have to get into the individual step because I get a deeper understanding of what each step is asking me to do so that when I understand it a lot more, then I can put the two together because they go together very nicely. Um, Here's another example of why we are to work the steps as they're laid out, not as we think we should. This is not cafeteria style. This is not a smorgasbord. You can't pick and choose the steps you want to work on. You just won't get it, or you won't get the benefit of what each step gives you because that's been my experience. Um, And believe me, I am one of those alcoholics who try to con my way into doing it. Thank God for old-timers. When I got sober, I didn't have the opportunity to choose the kind of sponsor that most of you have now where you go to meetings and you do research. You listen for a sponsor that you like and they sound good, look good, and you want them and you go up and you ask them. When I got sober, that wasn't afforded to me. Thank you, God. Um, Because um, my sponsors came up to you back then and said, do you have a sponsor? And the way they ask you back then, you dare not lie. Because the old timers back then, made they, you, you were scared of them, you know. You sober giants. And thank God for that because I wasn't able to pick and choose the steps that I wanted to work on. Because I would do that. I'm one of you. And um, so it's just a matter of being um, able to take directions. I don't know about you. I'm one of those alcoholics who don't like to take directions, even when my, my you know what is on fire. I still think I can think my way through it. Um, thank, so thank God for this program. I would like to read something to start with before I get into it. I was reading. I am going to be using um, 
the 12 and 12, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and my dear friend Joe McHugh. All three of them is important for my recovery, and I find nuggets that helps me to still dig for gold, because I am still digging for gold. I don't know about you. This is a program of action. And um, by the way, how's your house coming along? Those of you who are building a new house to live in. Um, any termites have turned up yet? Uh, I should hope so, so you can do what the step says we should do. Because these are spiritual tools that I use for living. This is a design for living. It's a way of life for me. I don't play around with it. Sometimes I do try to think my way out of it without picking up the spiritual tools. But it doesn't work for me. I want to read a warning. I want to start with a warning and I needed it for me. These steps, eight and nine, are a process. But not only eight and nine. Step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and now nine are a process. I have worked the first eight. And what will happen if I don't go ahead and take step nine is that I won't get over the guilt, the shame, and the remorse that still lingers with me and comes back into my mind and produce fear. Chief activator of all my defects, fear. I am going to have to hide from these people that I have the guilt and the shame and the remorse about the harms that I have done to them. I'm going to have to avoid the people I owe money to. That fear is going to produce some self-pity, which is resentments against myself. That's what self-pity is for me. And resentment. This will block me off from the decision I made in step three. And it will also block me off from the sunlight of the spirit. As Bill Wilson says that in page 66 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. The chances are good that I am going to drink again. And go back to my compulsive or alcoholic behavior. What will happen if I do step one through eight perfectly and then do not do nine? What will happen is that I would have lost everything that I have already worked for. And if you're an alcoholic like me and I suspect you are. I don't like to work too hard and then have it lose it. This is not part of my makeup. And so what I have to do is if I'm going to get rid of what Bill Wilson says in the big book. My grosser handicap. These are my grosser handicap. I need to get rid of resentment. I need to get rid of or let go of the fear, the guilt, the shame, the remorse that still comes back from my past. And he says, if I don't do nine, 
they are going to dominate my alcoholic thinking. And if, you're, if those things dominate my alcoholic thinking, then you know what's going to happen. Because my thinking is going to turn into action sooner or later. And I am going to cause more harm. And so nine is very important for me to do. You know, um, um, Joe McHugh talks about it. He says, he says it's, like, um, it's like baking a cake that um, takes 12 eggs. And I cut corners and do seven eggs. It's not going to be a cake. That, not the recipe at all. Can't cut corners. This is precise. It's divine. It is there for me to do because Alcoholics Anonymous and the big book of AA knows me. My picture is in it. And so it says I need to do these action steps because what happens if I don't do them, I am liable. I may not pick up a drink today or next week or next month or next year, but eventually it will happen. And I know that. I've made enough meetings and I've had sponsors who came from that. And so what I need to tell you is that these step nine is important to me. Um, the minute I came into Alcoholics Anonymous, step nine was taking an effect in my life. I know you don't believe that. Some of us do. Some of us don't yet. But the minute I made a, a commitment and surrender to the disease of Alcoholics Anonymous and decided to follow directions and you said, make meetings, Paulette. Um, I started to make meetings continuously. I wasn't working when I came here. I was unemployable. And so I was making meetings every day because that was a safe place for me to be. The minute I demonstrated my willingness to make a meeting every day, I was starting to repair the damage done to my family at home. So I was doing step, a little bit of step nine. Remember I talked about them in, 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 in um, six, about degrees. You know, I will never be 100% in these steps when I do it, except for step one. I gain degrees. So when, when I started to demonstrate to Ed and to Akeem that I was going to stick with you guys, I was starting to repair the damage or the harms that I've done to them by just going to meetings and not picking up a drink. So there was a little bit of nine was happening. I didn't know it then. This is how this, this program works when you, put it, when you put a little action into it. And so uh, it, it, it's, if it gives you some hope, if you're not yet on nine or you're getting ready to take step nine, you have already started, you just don't know it yet. Because that's how I look at it when I, when I realize and look back at, at the beginning, at my beginning, coming into AA. But this is a very, very difficult one. And I'm going to do something. I'm going to go to, I'm going to skip around. By the way, I'm not one of those uh, colleagues who are going to read the book for you. I don't spoon feed alcoholics. It will kill me. Um, but I always tell you where I get it from so you can go home and do some homework um, or take the book down, dust it off, 
You know, they used to tell me years ago that if you want to hide anything from an alcoholic, put it in the big book. It's been true because <laughs> we never open it, you know. We never do unless our sponsor, this, unless we are in pain, you know. And today we don't have to wait for pain. Today we can do the work that is ahead of us. Every day there's something for us to do. Chop wood, carry water. So, you know, part of that is, part of what I like to do is, I've got to remind, let's recap for a minute. Because we are now into the, actually applying the principles of Alcoholics Anonymous. The design for living in my everyday life. Foul weather and fair weather, under all circumstances, the principles that I, I have gained from working these steps prior to step nine, I am using them to some degree. Um, step one talks about admitting defeat and def- denying myself. I'm getting willingness. Now, the willingness that I got in step one has been expanded and increased as I continue because it's also important in nine because now this willingness in nine becomes it's on a higher level on a spiritual plane it is intentional it, I am determined to bring forth some kind of re- change because see what I am about to be doing is repair the damage that I have done to you I don't know about you. I, I am an alcoholic who had done a lot of harms to a whole lot of people in different um, countries and different states. I am not one of those alcoholics who stayed in her living room and drank myself to oblivion. I infected a whole lot of folks all over the world. If you notice, I have an accent. Jamaica, start there. And so... Step two talks about believing. There is the hope that I get from the believing that I needed to find a power greater than me. Step three talks about deciding, surrendering my will, my thinking to a power that will take care of me. And step four talks about examining myself, subjecting myself to a drastic appraisal. So that you don't have to tell me about me. Step five talks about sharing and telling you about me. Standing here week after week and sharing things about my life. Because I am seeking the truth about Paulette. Step six talk about getting willingness. Here's again another willingness. Another level. It is much, much more deeper. It has roots. I am more into a spiritual realm, if you will. And, and, um, and it's also about changing the colored personality that I possessed. It's the beginning of that. Seven talks about getting humility. Clear recognition of who and what I am. Always in the forefront of my mind. Lest I start to get that big shotism. You know? And it also tells me a sincere desire of who and what I want to become. This is about that. Nine. And talks about, eight talks about living with others. How can I live with you in brotherly love and justice? 
How do I feel comfortable around you and be one off? That's what eight. Now nine is talking about living with others and taking responsibility for my action. I am an alcoholic who never wanted to. That word responsibility is a dirty word. It never ever enters my mind before I got here. When you guys said I've got to take responsibility, what and you don't say responsibility, you said, So Paulette, what part in it did you play? And I was like, Well, son of a gun, did you not hear what I said? Yeah, they heard. I did something and I stepped on the toes of others. Seemingly, Bill says, like I was in a fog, unconscious, because I didn't care about you. How dare you have feelings? I couldn't care less. Now I got to care. Because now I've got to take responsibility for the part I play, even when it's not my fault. I'm not wrong. I got to look at me. That's how deep this is. And so this is what he's saying. It says, the big book says, we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Degrees. And he says, progress means growth. Are you growing or are you stagnant? Are you complacent? And then he says, all progress is built on willingness. Deep willingness. It's got to be intentional for me. That it becomes a part of me. That I don't even think about it. And so, when I talk about the step nine, I want to talk about the qualities that goes along with that willingness. And it's in the 12 and 12 step nine. And the first paragraph, Bill says... These are the qualities we shall need. He didn't even waste time to tell. He didn't even butter me up. He just says, these are the qualities you shall need, Paulette. Good judgment. Careful sense of timing. Don't know about you. I've never had that. Um, <laughs> courage. Prudence. These are the qualities I will need to carry out what step nine asked this alcoholic to do. See, what I am about to do is go out there. You see, it's the first three steps. I found the God of my understanding. In four, five, six, and seven, I understood more about me because I discovered about me. I found out that Paulette is selfish. I found out that Paulette is dishonest. I saw that Paulette was full of fear, frightened. I saw that I lacked consideration for others. I know who I am. I know that my natural instinct is to be in fear because I am always frightened about losing something that I think is mine or losing something that I think I should have. This is who I am. So I need to get back to where my creator had created me in the first place. Because he gave me self-will. 
I just use it up and it far exceeded its proportion. It's no longer useful. It was killing me all by my own hands. And so step nine says, so now I know what, I, what, I know, what I've done to me, enough for me. Now I got to do eight and nine and eight and nine is talking to me about the harms I did to you. And so my harms list is important. And he talks about it in a way that is very important for me to remember. Because if you're an alcoholic like me, I got to tell you something. I'm telling you, I am not one to want to organize these things. I want to pick and choose who I want to do it with, when I want to do it, and how I want to do it. Still got that run, self-will run riot that I have to work on every day. Give it to God, Paulette. You have been fired from management. You know, your life is not your own. You know, you work for God. You know how the, those thumpers in the meeting say it's those bumper stickers and you're like, oh, shut up. And you know it's true because you, are, you find yourself doing it. Nine gives me organization. It disciplines me in a way that it is of spiritual in nature. First of all, it tells me to catalog the way I'm going to do these amends. Because if I don't do it that way, once I start to pick out who I want to make it with, and that person or that organization or that whatever country decided to reject it, and I am really, remember, I'm fragile, vulnerable, you know, easily offended, you know, thin skin, and you says no. I don't want to hear amends, go to hell. And what happens, that's the first thing I decide, first person that I want to make the amends to. And they said, no, thank you. And I'm not ready to hear that. It can kill me. It can really kill me. Step nine lays it out. On page 76 to page 80 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, Bill writes extensively on how to do step nine. I will not read it to you. I want you to go home and read it. I will summarize some of it because it applies to me and I'm speaking about my experience, strength and hope, living nine. It is a lifetime process for me. I am still living nine. I'm still making Repairs. It is about my relationships, ladies and gentlemen, fellow travelers, because I suck at it. You don't believe me now because everybody says, oh, Paulette, you're so wonderful. You hug nice. You make everybody feel at family. Well, you talk to some of my family members. They don't feel that way about me. <laughs> you know, progress means growth. You know, I'm still because... It's the ones that are closest to, to me that I've had trouble at times getting this thing right. Doing it right. Dear God, please help me. And, I, and the book says, ask for the willingness. We ask. Whenever you see it in the big book, we ask. It means a prayer. Ask for the willingness. Because that willingness I'm asking for of myself, I can't do it. I cannot bring that kind of willingness because my alcoholism, my alcoholic thinking tells me one thing. It's going to pick out something that you did 
20 years ago to me. And it's going to allow me to forget that 10 years prior to that 20 years, I did something to you. It allows me to forget what I've done. So I have to be very careful. So it tells me that remember, my eight-step column says, whom did I hurt? What did I do? And what part of myself did it affect? And what is my exact nature of my wrongs? That's my eight-step column. Now, Bill goes back and he says something like, he says, I need to put all how I'm going to make the amends. Now, if you were like me when I got sober and I felt sobriety freedom for the first time, I wanted to shout this from the mountaintop. I wanted to go to my favorite bar and tell them old suckers that there is something better than what they're offering. Come with me. I was going to go in there and do all of this to get them out because you got to have what I'm having. Okay? Thank God for good sponsorship. <laughs> good judgment I did not possess. My sponsor says, slow down. Listen to me. You know what my sponsor did for me? My sponsor said, Philip B., he said, go home and ask Ed if I can come to dinner on Sunday. My alcoholic thinking says, what the hell is he going to tell Ed about me? <laughs> Should I do it? That's, that's a trap you don't want to walk in. <laughs> and it's like he had clockwork. My sponsor knew what I was thinking. He said, don't worry about it. Just go ask Ed. I went home like they tied two cement block on my feet. I slowly walked home thinking that I was going to the gallows. I was going to be killed. And, but I told Ed, and Ed said, absolutely. And Ed made dinner for my sponsor and my son and myself and my sponsor and Ed had dinner that Sunday. And then Ed, my sponsor looked at me after dinner. He thanked Ed for inviting him. My sponsor wore a suit, by the way. Back in those days, you dress up. You wore, you wore a suit to come to Sunday dinner in my house. And he said, I need you to excuse yourself, Paulette. I'm about to talk to, you, to your husband. And I was like, oh, here it comes. I'm dead meat. <laughs> Because he knew about my fourth step and my fifth step. I'm still not sure. That's how shaky I was still at. Remember, Philip died when I was nine months sober. And, he, and I excused myself and I went into my bedroom and I am in, on pins and needles wondering what the hell did he tell Ed about. And what I never knew because after they finished, after about an hour, I left. I came out, they called me, and I walked my sponsor home. He never told me, never disclosed what he told Ed. But I can tell you this, my house changed from that Sunday. I was never questioned about Alcoholics Anonymous. Not at all. I was, in, I was given everything I needed in my house to make sure that I am going to AA and do the service that I now stand here doing today. That meeting 
this is the kind of demonstration that this is talking about. He goes in my house to make preparation so that I'll be able to be free to come to stand up here 28 years later. This is part of what we do. Nine step is all about maximum service to God and to others, myself last. That's the key. I stop killing, the killing of self every day. Nine is key. And so what happens is, I have to start thinking about you. God first, you. Myself last. All the time. And so I, that is very unusual for me. It is very difficult. Also, there is a thing in nine that says, wherever. Now, most of you, if you were like me in early days, when I read it fast, I would say, whenever. <laughs> See? All right. My sponsor said, there's no whenever in it. It says, wherever. It is big. It's key, Paulette. And I was like, why? What's the difference? You know, argumentative, you know. Still got to work on that. And he says, because wherever is a careful sense of timing which has nothing to do with you. Your part is to be willing. The wherever is the God of your understanding timing. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> wherever is in the God of my understanding timing if I only stay willing. So I got to be prepped. I got to be willing. I've got to do the work. And if I don't do the work, I'm in trouble. Because the wherever might pop up. And I might do it wrong. And cause more harm. And one of the things that I know that I have gotten out of doing nine on a continuous basis. Is that I have got gained a conscience. When I lay my head down at night I can sleep. Because I know what I have done. Who I've done it with. And for how long. And so I know exactly what is going on. But nine tells me that I now should have these, these that I call them the catalogs. I should have the harms that I've done now, which means the one in my household, closest to me. That's easy. Family always loves you, some of them. They're easy to work, do amends with, because I'm repairing my relationship with them. I know. And one of the things that Nine has given me, actually, as reinforced for me, is the ability to actually see the harms I've done. I can feel it, especially with my son, because it is the, the fear that I put in that child's eyes that have always guided me. And part of that is the fact that I know today that I will never ever forget, but I don't let it dominate my mind. Part of nine, when I asked my son that I would be, that I did, I don't say, by the way, I'm sorry. I don't use that in my amends. I tell my son to the best of my ability when he was, when I got sober early, he was 10, 10 and a half. But he was well, he's an old soul. And I spoke to him in terms that he could understand what I have done. Because, see, I wasn't there for him when he came home from school. 
I wasn't there to help him with his homework. I wasn't there to help him to listen to what happened to him while he was interacting with his peers. I wasn't there to hear if something spectacular happened to him at, at school and he wanted to share it with his mother. These are absences I can never give back to him. So I had to make it clear that these are the things that I am telling him, that I am saying, this is what the wrong, the harm I did to you, son. How can I make it right? How can I make it right? Is there any way that I can be the mother that I didn't be, I wasn't back then? And my son looks at me and he said, Ma, just keep going to AA. It was that simple. And then some old timer in a meeting at an eight step says to me, that lovely child that just told you just go to AA. Make sure you made all those amends to him. Because he's going to come back one day when he does something wrong and use it to blackmail you. Damn those old timers. Because it happened. <laughs> and what happened was I had made sure I did exactly what the step asked me to do. Completely make the uh, exact amends that I, the harms I did to my, my son. Repair the damage. Because I could step into what I wanted to become. A mother. A mother. When you have done something wrong, I can tell you without guilt. Without blaming that I did something to you to cause you to behave that way. It's amazing that my son now listens to me and tells me things. Sometimes it's TMI, but I still listen. <laughs> because I know that I have earned it today. And there's another part of this that I want to tell you, and I have to tell you because it's got, it's so much in this, that in nine, it's chock full of ways. My financial amends, you know, the laters, the um, I may or may not, especially if it's somebody I don't like, you know, face to face, direct means face to face, by the way, spoiler alert, it doesn't mean call them on the telephone, don't be write a letter, direct means face to face. Now, there are some circumstances and exceptions, but I'm telling you, I never harmed anybody th through the mail, at least not that I know of. <laughs> not that I know of. So, um, so it means direct face to face. And it's harder for me to do it with somebody that I don't like or somebody who I think has my future in their hands. I lack the courage. And nine says, courage is one of the qualities I shall need. Also, so that is something. And I did this with my financial amends. I owed for, um, American Express. And they were suing me. This is years ago. And I, got a, I had to go to court. And I, I, I had done my, uh, my um, I knew that I owed them. Because I had done my inventory, drastic appraisal. And I went into, into um, the court and took me. And I sat up front like I did in an AA meeting. And they went through the names calling all. I wasn't the only one. Hey, a lot of us used credit card without even thinking of paying the bill. I was one of them. And the judge said, Paulette, read. That's my last name. And I got up. 
And I stood up in front of the judge because I had said my prayer and I had the, the degree of and the quality of willingness. And the judge looked at me. She said, I've been doing this for years and I have never seen anybody jump up and stand in front of me the way you have about your death. I'm in death court. And I, and I just looked at her because I knew it wasn't of myself. And she looks at the lawyer from American Express and she says, go outside and work out a plan with her. Whatever she can give, play, you accept it. And I went out there and the man started writing out stuff and I told him the honest God through what I could afford at the time. And I stuck to it, no matter what. And I paid off American Express, and the minute I paid them off, they sent me a letter offering me a card. <laughs> and I said, no, thank you. <laughs> because sometimes I know I'm not ready to take on responsibility. I also know when I have had enough. And I'm going to tell you, because time is going, and I need to get off. I'm going to tell you about the most important amends that I have made to date. More will come, because I'll never stop doing this. There's a lot more coming on. I told my, one of my sponsors that, that I'll never completely make all my, men, my amends. It will be a lifetime. I am from Jamaica, a family of nine. Seventh child. I have a brother out of all of my six brothers who I hated, hated tremendously. If I could poison him, I would at the time and I went to an AA meeting and I was doing steps and I know and I saw a talk about how much I I felt about the, the deep seated hatred of my brother and an old time I waited till after the meeting and he pulled me aside and he said there's something about that that you need to take care of take a look at it and the way he said it to me moved my spirit and I sat down I went and I mulled about it for about a week. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it because I want to be free. I want to be free of this resentment. I wanted to be free. I wanted to be of service. I can't be of service if I'm blocked. I wanted to be able to do what I do today. And I said, I, I decided and I worked on it with my sponsor, Dorothy H., and we got it done, not knowing, and this is how my God works. Four years later, after that moment, my sister lost her oldest child, and I had to go home to Kingston, Jamaica, and I knew I was going to see my brother, and because of the preparation and the willingness that I have got gained from doing the work, I went home to my sister's home, and my brother is her chief supporter. So I knew he was coming. And one of the things that happened was I was strategically sitting across from where she lives because if you've been into Jamaica, it's like a nice little alcove, some of the homes. And I sat across it underneath my favorite fruit tree, mangoes. And I watched my brother coming down, walking towards me. And I tell you this, because of the work, that old timer started me doing with my sponsor. I opened my arms and met my brother halfway. 
and my brother walked into my open arms and fell on my shoulders. Not a word was said. Not a word needed to be said. At that moment, everything that I felt for him melted away. It is not for the faint of heart what I'm telling you. To this day, when my brother, when I talk about my brother, I don't feel that hatred. I don't feel like I want him dead. I want the best for him. Don't mean that we are buddy buddies, but I no longer think ill will of him. This is how nine works. And I'm grateful that I am still teachable with all these spiritual tools at my feet. Nine step has given me the ability to be free at all times when I am become and stay ready and willing so that when, wherever happens, I'm there. Thank you. Let's give Paulette another round of applause. David for our secretary's report. Hi, my name is David and I'm your recovered alcoholic secretary. In keeping with the seventh tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, the baskets are now going around. We also have QR codes if you want to uh, contribute through Venmo on, on the back of some of the seats. Um, and I have asked Caden to come up and read the recovered statement. And then I'm an alcoholic. Oh, Hi, Caden. Um, we are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered, but not cured. The presence this that presents a conflict to some alcoholics if we were cured we would be able to drink responsibly no we are not cured the allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for our lifetime but we have been restored to sanity that was the problem the main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in his body we are now sane where alcohol is concerned consequently we have recovered Thanks, Caden. 1940s Big Book uh, Sponsorship from the forward to the second edition of Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses. Uh, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt come to believe in experiences that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75% success rate. Is there anyone uh, who needs a sponsor? Okay, if you're too shy to come up, uh, you can come up at the end of the meeting, stand by the piano, somebody will speak to you. Okay. Um, can I have a show of hands of recovered alcoholics? Okay. Um, we like to suggest that those of you whose hands aren't raised uh, hang out with those who ha whose hands are. 
Uh, Broward County Intergroup. Um, they meet uh, the second Saturday of every month. Um, no, sorry. Sorry. I should stick to the script. Um, intergroup. <laughs> is where you can buy AA-related uh, literature and medallions. It's also responsible for creating our where and when and scheduling the AA hotline. Stop by and visiting, visit them. Next slide. Broward County Institutions Committee. Next slide. Okay. Broward County Institutions Committee uh, is, is responsible for bringing meetings into places where people like us can't get out to an AA meeting such as jails, detoxes, and rehabs. They meet the second Saturday of every month to organize meeting schedules out the 12-step house. Uh, is, do we have any members of BCIC here? Okay, so you can speak to this gentleman if you're interested in, uh, in doing service. Uh, here are some upcoming service opportunities. There are flyers for them on the piano up here. Um, the 2023 Intergroup application, Appreciation Banquet uh, will be having their next planning meeting Wednesday, March, February... March 22nd. That's, yeah, that's what we meant. Uh, March 22nd. Uh, our next speaker starting on the 30th of this month is Bobby R. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, um, we have our home group's Monday night big book uh, study workshop where the big book comes alive and we've just started the book over uh, just this week so this would be a great time to come and join us uh, join us for fellowship at uh, 6 30 on Monday in this room uh, workshop starts at 7 15 we have uh, CDs mugs large print books and little red books Little Red Books and Big Book Dictionaries for sale right here um, on the literature table. We meet every Thursday starting promptly at 7.15 p.m. We ask that you be courteous and ready to begin at the sound of the bells. See you next week. Thanks. Thanks, David. Um, so those who wish to thank the speaker tonight, please line up down the center aisle, and we can close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory.
much accumulation. That I have amount to nothing at all. And I am willing to hand over every one of them. Cause they won't profit me anything in the end. On my own, I just can't. Thank you. 
shining through But when you cry Shine. 
Michael Chase. Here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go. God bless. I love you, Mike Chase. Bye. I think you know this one, don't you?
Say 